Yo, 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 it's the Mallory Bros Podcast. This is going to be a very different episode of the Mallory Bros Podcast. I'm going to be, believe it or not, the only visual Mallory bro that you will see. I got the best visual setup uh, as possible for my guy Terrell, but Terrell is in the DR. I know a lot of you who are uh, early listeners of the podcast, the 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m. crew. Didn't get an audio file this morning, but don't worry. Have no fear. Mallory Bros Podcast is actually still here. Uh, I found a master plan to get the guy in DR. If y'all don't know, Terrell's in DR right now. He's in the Dominican Republic. He's got his boy out in his uh, hometown for the first time. It's a dope thing. Um, love to see it. And we thought about canceling the podcast this week because he'd be on a trip. But I said, man, forget that. I can have him tap in. I done been on a podcast where people talk on the phone and, or be on the phone, or you can just hear him. It don't sound the best, but uh, I think it's better than nothing. So without further ado, Terrell, you want to uh, give him a recap? My guy's all the way out. He's probably got the sand in his toes. He's got, you know, sun hitting his back. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, man, it's... um. Happy Tuesday. I hope this shit doesn't sound so crazy. But um hey, happy Tuesday. I'm I'm still down here. It's funny thing it's fucked up because I'm not at like a resort where you know the Wi-Fi be, you know, spanning across ten thousand square feet. But yeah, you know, we're making it work. You we was gonna try to do a visual situation, but your boy will be on that joint looking like I'm recording from a toaster. Yeah. So Said, fuck, we was gonna just figure it out the way we are, but hey, once you know, again, I'm here. Uh huh, another nigga state. I'm on another <laughs> nigga's, uh, you know, how niggas try to insert their life on another nigga's continent. Terrell, what continent are you on, bro? That's a good uh, geography I'm, question. This is the uh, damn, you, bro, you know, I was terrible with. I'm terrible with that. I'm terrible too. I couldn't tell um, him. He's in Bani. I couldn't tell you what continent this is. I feel like, I don't know. I know it's right next to Haiti. There's an island surrounded in water. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. That's a great question. I'm not smarter than a fifth grader. If you ask me, I was the dude that used to say, you from Africa, bruh, when it's like a hundred countries. Yeah. <laughs> Man, well look, he's out in uh he's out in the Dominican and we're probably having a good time. Terrell, tell them what y'all been up to. Y'all like and it's funny because I don't want Terrell to talk so much because I feel like the nigga's talking from a muff. So uh no, I yeah, told him I'm gonna lead bro, the way. We have been. Go ahead, Terrell. No, nah, yeah, I'll just I'll say this, you know, my um everybody I think everybody knows by now my fiance is Dominican, which means my son is half Dominican as well, so we wanted to come down here. His grandparents live here. So we came for a week, a week and some change. And just so he can, you know, experience the life, man, get him some. he been, when I tell you, he's been eating everything. And yeah. I've been eating everything. All we've been doing is pretty much, you know, going out to eat, you know, chilling. We watched the game. I hope her dad mount his TV. And let me tell you something. We mounted his TV last night on a concrete wall. Uh, Cause they don't have, they don't, they don't build. I told you they don't build wood, wood houses. 
So we did this, we mounted this thing on a concrete wall with one screwdriver, bro. Oh my God. When I tell you, I have never think about it. Like we, he has a drill, but he just forgot the, the drill bit that we needed. But we was like, shit, we try and watch the eight o'clock game. Nah, yeah, I feel it. So he came with this Phillips head and we got the drink done. But it's been chill, man. It's been a, it's been a good hot getaway. I've been seeing y'all up there with the snow. You can, uh, I, I know you can tell me about that because I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, it's a snowy, unfun, icy. You want to stay inside and stay cozy and and get, make sure you got all your groceries and stuff like that because it's definitely the stage where the snow is hitting. I saw a tweet where then the girl was getting ate up for it. She said. Damn, it seemed like it's colder in January than December. And everybody was like, what the fuck? Have you not been alive for years or whatever? And it's like, yo, I feel like, you know, we did growing up used to see snow a little bit earlier. You know, we mid-January and we finally getting snow. I love to see it on the ground, but dealing with it. Yeah. Sucks. But um, December has. Go ahead, sir. Bro, December is. Nowadays, bro, the real cold, excuse me, my bad, I'm moving too much. The real cold is January, February, bro. Yeah. March. Like, we ain't even seen what we're going to see yet. I don't know the time. Global warming, I don't know what the fuck happened. Did you see the big-ass fucking sea monster that they saw? No. That's something that's completely different. We'll talk about that another time. Bro, it's the big-ass thing that was in the water, and then the top of it, like, went under like a snake. I don't know if you've seen that. It's like a new alien. Bro, I'm telling you. The, the the end is near. It might be. That's all I'll say. <laughs> one thing that I did do this weekend is what? I... Uh, one thing that I... Go ahead, sir. What'd you, go ahead, I can't see. No, no, no. You got it. Uh, one thing that I did do this weekend is I went and saw the Book of Clarence with my parents. So while Terrell's in DR, I saw the Book of Clarence with my with my folks. Um, And I saw it with my sister. It was a great move. It was a... A great movie to go see with them because, you know, they old, uh, the movie is based, you know, and kind of sits beside the Bible. I'll say it's definitely a risky movie, but I want to give a shout out to Jameis Samuel. I thought it was creative. Uh, shout out to everybody who has the Patreon who's locked into the, uh, the District 9. I'm telling you, the District 9 this year is going to be the biggest film community ever. I'm calling it now. We about to build such a great film community. We got... Uh, a bunch of AOT reactions, Attack on Titan. If you watch Attack on Titan, that's on there. But we just uploaded, or at least I uploaded, the Book of Clarence re uh, review up there, which I feel like I'm super proud of. Like, that's the type of content that we want going up. So, uh, nah, 100%. shout out to the folks who's able to see that. And we got a lot more of that stuff coming, especially when Terrell comes back. So, you know, guys in DR. Nah, yeah. But mm -hmm. I do want to say this isn't going to be a super long podcast, y'all. We got Terrell and DR, and I just know the signal is going to do us dirt, so we don't want to keep them on it, on it too long. But while we got them here, I figured we definitely going to talk about a lot of the topics that we felt like we couldn't miss uh, for this week. And that's going to start with the uh, the most death and Drake debacle that hit the TL. So if you don't know, uh, and Terrell, you let me know if you lose me at any point, Brody. No, yeah, you good. Okay. I'm here. If you don't know... Uh, most Def went on an interview with somebody. It was good to see him, believe it or not. I'm a Most Def fan. Not gonna say I'm a big fan of his, of his entire musical catalog, but like Most Def, one of them dudes that I just 
I don't know why, I bang with bruh. So you can probably see which side of uh, this whole thing I leaned on. But Mos Def hit the TL and he came out randomly and said that Drake's music sounds like it should be played at Target or it should be heard at Target. And he got the necessary response that I feel like you're going to get when you say a statement like that about one of the biggest rappers right now, arguably one of the greatest of all time, you know, in this, in this game. I think he got the response that was warranted, but it also opened a very good uh, debate because you got a lot of people that are saying, well, you know, Drake raps better than most deaf anyway. You know, all of our, uh, all of the hip hop fans are like, whoa, Terrell, you, you lit the TL on fire with something you said, bro. What did you say? I felt like you was on a, on a, a opposite side. I got a lot of interactions. You talking about my original post or? Uh, it's funny. See, he he my, tweets my so much, response. I can't keep up with him. What? Go both whatever post you had that got the buzz. No, I basically said uh, I was talking about Drake's hot streak. I said Drake has the longest hot streak in hip hop history. He's arguably the most successful hip hop artist ever. He is hip hop, and old niggas like most deaf hate that it's true. So when faced with questions like this, like the one he was faced with. They try to discredit to bring Drake down to their level. That was my tweet that went a little viral, and it definitely ruffled feathers. It's got about a million views. Um, okay, Shay. You sound like I mean, Shannon. We can talk. Talk. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Shannon be proud I mean, as hell of his Cat Williams interview, bro. He always be like, what is that now? 50 million. <laughs> I love it, though. <laughs> Bro, I'm so, you know, I'm so happy for him. And I love that he was talking shit to some of these niggas that was hating, especially your guy. Mm-hmm. All right, whatever. Who's still trying to go with the That's not my guy. Terrell would say that Steven <laughs> Jackson is my guy because I watched All The Smoke before a lot of y'all were tuned into sports podcasts. I was watching Knuckleheads and All The Smoke. Big respect. They, they definitely pioneered the, the, the wave of sports you know, former athletes and interviewing current athletes. They had Kobe on, like, yeah. niggas was not podcasting in 2019, but Matt Barnes and Steven, a- and Steven Jackson was. But Steven Jackson, he'd just be doing some shit that I just don't fuck with. Anyway, back to the most deaf shit. This is the thing that we need to lay on the table first because this is what I feel like got misconstrued in the whole shit, and people are trying to make excuses or say it's this or one thing or what it's not. This nigga was hating. I don't care what y'all say, what he did was hate. Shorty asked him, do you think Drake's music is hip-hop? Right? Right. I feel like somebody of in most deaths in most death shoes should have answered that question by saying, I mean, yeah, of course. He had the longest run, probably, in hip-hop history. You know, it's a lot different from what we did and what we did when I was coming up, you know, you know, the content was a little bit different and the game has evolved X, Y, Z. But yeah, for sure, he's for sure hip hop. He may not even be my cup of tea. Or he could have said, I don't really rock with his music, but he's hip hop. He could have even said, I don't give a fuck about the nigga, but it's hip hop. I feel like it was hate because people say, oh, he, he said the truth. No, he did not. The nigga said, when I think about Drake, I think, you know, shopping and Target. Oh, these niggas start talking about skews. It was funny, but it's hate. And what I didn't like 
and niggas got on the TL and start saying, yeah, but he's he, he speaking facts, though. Like, and I feel like a lot of the niggas that would listen to a most deaths would only think about Drake when Drake does shit that goes viral. And when you think about it, as much as we love the 4 p.m. in this place, 5 p.m. in New York, 5, you know, 6 p.m., whatever, as much as we love Drake's rapping records, those aren't the ones that go viral. The ones that go viral are the God's plan, are the fucking girls want girls, are the fucking 21, can you do something for me? Like, those are the ones that go viral. So people think that Drake can't rap. And I, I feel like it's it's them doing the disservice because y'all don't, y'all are showing that y'all do not know that this nigga can rap. Nah, that's... So I think first, I'll say first, can we both agree that the nigga was hating? I will honestly give it to you that most death was hating. I'll give it to you. That I can't I can't not say that he wasn't hating. Like you can even tell from his demeanor, like the way he was talking. He's like, I mean, target, you know what I mean? Nigga, you know what you're doing. And and it's funny because I saw a video where this dude was like, I know exactly what this is because I graduated the I graduated but with the diversity from the university of nigga. And I have a master's degree. <laughs> and I know when a nigga is hating. <laughs> And honestly, <laughs> I feel like if you definitely have experienced black men, most deaf was definite was most definitely hating on Drizzy. I do think I feel like he I feel like he wasn't hating. That's why I told y'all I said he got the much warranted response. You asked for this response and you got it. Like, if you're a quarterback and you come out and say Pat Mahomes, I mean he reminds me of a Disney. Channel quarterback. He reminds me of a nigga from uh, All American. Next question. They gonna start comparing y'all game, you know? So I feel mm -hmm. like once the comparisons went up, once people started comparing Drake and Most Def, that's when it started to get really muddy because people started making it seem like Most Def didn't have the pin that he had. That's what I, That's how I felt. Like, okay, Drake is the biggest. We get it, but. Most deaf to me is like a hip hop icon. Like I feel like maybe not icon because that's a big word, but I mean just such a highlight in the hip hop world. Just like a known MC. Like, nah, he ain't got the pop hits. Nah, he ain't got whatever. But his pen is one thing that's respected. So one thing I say to you, Terrell, I want your feedback. You just said that Drake's not big because of songs like 6 p.m. in New York or... Uh, I think it's 3 p.m. in Calabasas. He's not big for those songs. I, I'm sorry for y'all who I got those wrong. But those aren't the songs that's making Drizzy go viral. It's the God's Plans. It's the fun songs. 21, can you do something for me? I feel like, is it, is it unfair to say, because when y'all argue, Drake, y'all say, fuck you, look at his run. His run is one of the biggest, but his run's not one of the biggest because of hip-hop, and that's what... Most definitely talking is, about. It is. Is Drake? That's a lie. That, is that run still the same? Outside of the poppy shit, I feel like Drake has stayed this run because he's managed to do more than hip hop, which is commendable. When we talk about uh, yes, okay, so to, to to answer your question, I feel like you have to take everything into account, and I feel like if you're going to make this case about Drake, you have to make this case about Kanye West. You have to make this case about uh, 50 Cent. You got to make this case about Ja Rule, Jay-Z. There's so many rappers that you could attribute certain pop elements to or shit that went poppy 
to their run, but we only discredit Drake for it. And we want to say that Drake is not hip hop. We want to we want to go as far to say the nigga is not hip hop. And, and and somebody on Twitter was like, this nigga just said Drake is hip hop. I'm going crazy or whatever. And I said, when you think about the last 15 years of hip hop, what names do you think of for 15 years of rapping? You're going to think Drake, Kendrick, J. Cole, Jay-Z. You're going to think about everybody, but Drake is in that fucking list. That's a fact. He is. He is. And I feel like there's necessary respect that need to be put on his name. I agree. The nigga has, the nigga since 2009 has been the the top, uh, in the top five, top three conversation of rapping. Because when Wayne and them laid their mics down, when Wayne and Jay laid their mics down, and Kanye West, you know, was still out bubbling, it was Drake. It was Drake. It was J. Cole. And then it was Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? So I would say that top five was the top five at one point. Like, he was in the top five-ish, top ten-ish conversation. Because remember, we had Wale, we had Big Sean. It was a bunch of people that was rapping when Drake was rapping. But That's true. then he elevated. From then, from after 2012, you can't tell me that he wasn't top three already. And that was 12 years ago. So, to me... I do think when you think about his run, you have to, and then even the records that are quote unquote poppy, the niggas rapping on them. They're hip hop records. I can see if he made Just Hold On, We Going Home a thousand times and did a little bit of rapping on some, you know, I don't really rap. If he was like a, think about how Beyonce rap. And I hate to use Beyonce as an example, but you know, Beyonce do a little bit of rapping. You could ne- she could never come out and say she hip hop. You only rap a couple of times. What you do is something completely different. Same thing for a nigga like Chris Brown. You're a singer. You're you rap sometimes, sure, but you're not a rapper. This nigga Drake raps every single project the nigga has rapped. Even honestly, never mind. We got a rap track, track at the end. I'm not going to even count that one. But for 15 years, are y'all going to tell me God's plan is not a hip hop record? Well. That's, I mean, it's I'll poppy. tell you this. Sure, it's poppy. Let me say this. But it's okay. Most Def, in his defense, Most Def never came out and said that Drake wasn't hip hop. Most Def's argument was that Drake's music sounds like it could be heard in Target, and I felt like a lot of the Drake fans got tight about that. And low key, there's truth to that. Drake's music, okay, aka but- a God's plan, twenty one. Can you do some for me? That is more of a, he does make more of a target hip hop. And I feel like we can admit most Def was hating, but can we also admit that Drake's music is commercially more accepted at a target than that of a Joey Badass or a Most Def? I feel like that's, I, I, okay, so I'll agree that you could play a lot of Drake's records in a Target, even though you will never walk around a Target and hear that. You will walk around and hear Passion Fruit or something like that, which will be lit in a Target. But I'll give you that. But I, and this is where the indictment to me comes on somebody like Drake. Because when I think about most death in his catalog, right, because we can get to that part. Because everybody wants to compare the two. Drake, and if you want to compare Drake, 
and most deaf. And I, I jumped out the window and said that Drake rap better than that nigga. I don't give a fuck. I think the times have changed. I think it's like comparing. I disagree. I don't think like, that Drake holds a candle to uh, MC like most deaf. Sings better, yes. Makes a hit better, yes. Pop song, yes. But when it comes to hip hop, I'm sorry. Most deaf is above Drizzy. Ability wise. Cool. So tell me what. So tell me what ability he has that's better than Drake. What does he do better than Drake? Wordplay. Just the 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 what? sport the sport of rapping. Most deaf is better and been better. This nigga most deaf has been rapping most since Def before is at Drake in, in wordplay. For real, most deaf been rapping. Most deaf rap from like the origin of hip hop. Like most deaf is the type of rapper. No, he didn't keep up with the new age of rapping. Like. Drizzy is a chameleon. He can rap like everybody. I'll give him that. I'll give him that he's more of an asset to the hip-hop world. But when you talk about hip-hop, Drake, you're able to do hip-hop, R&B, pop, fucking, you can do all these other genres. But we're not going to sit here and say that because you have this chameleon, big number producing all around you know what I'm saying? Ability to jump on any music that we're just going to put you above certain MCs who have, I ain't even going to say mastered the craft, but I mean, come on. If it's anybody we can say is hip hop, that's most deaf. And I don't think that it's, I don't think because Drake might say a couple witty double entendres that that makes him a better MC. This is I don't think that's. I don't think it's it's discrediting either. I mean, like, we talking about hip-hop. We not talking about making music and oohs and ahs. Like, there's more to hip-hop than double entendres, Terrell. I feel like what you're doing right now is discrediting a lot of what makes Drake better by just saying, oh, it's this or oh, it's But we talking hip-hop. I didn't discredit hip-hop. We talk, no, we talk, no, you did. You said just because the we, you, you're 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 taking you like taking Shang Tsung, you like you basically saying the nigga Shang Tsung his best his best ability is turning into everybody, so he ain't the best. He's not better than this nigga who can throw ice ball and Sub Zero. This nigga can be Sub Zero. I can do what y'all can do. Drake can do. I don't think that rap, I don't think, think that Drake raps better than Most Def. He doesn't rap. He, like, does he can't rap even rap better. like Most Def. He could if he wanted to, but guess what? That style is so dated and easy. And this is my thing. This is my thing about most deaf, and this is my thing about conscious rappers when they compare to people like Drake. Since Drake don't rap about the black power struggle and saving the children and saving the world, people make it seem like the nigga that does that is more lyrical than the nigga that doesn't do that. And that's where I have an issue, because that's not true. Just because a nigga's rapping about saving the fucking planet like and not to discredit most because most is a legend i'm not going to say he's not a legend but you're not the nigga drake it's almost like yeah uh joe namath was a great qb he's a legend nigga won a super bowl you're not patrick mahomes and we can say it's like a nigga saying yeah all that side passing scrambling out of the pocket shit is cool but this nigga came up in the league where you had to stand in the pocket and throw the ball down the field. I a traditional it, quarterback. Yeah, to that, me, it's like, that shit cool. But this nigga's doing some shit that we have never seen before. And that's what Drake doing. Some shit we never seen before in terms of his ability to adapt in different eras of rap. 
he rapped with Wayne and Jaden. He was able to but you eclipse that era into the next era. But this is my thing. Like y'all give Drizzy a lot of hip hop credit. You're saying he was able to eclipse Wayne and Drake. Uh uh Wayne and Jay. He didn't eclipse them by doing hip hop. He eclipsed them by being the chameleon that y'all said he was. Because are you gonna say that Kendrick and J. Cole and them eclipsed and stayed in the game? Yeah. But nobody is as big as Drizzy. And it's not because Drizzy is the better hip hop artist. It's because Drizzy is the bigger artist. As far as the most deaf uh Pat Mahomes comparison, you give that comparison as if hip hop has changed in the same way that football has changed. Football, the game is faster. The game is better. It's more dangerous. It's actually a lot more protected. Pat Mahomes could last longer in this league than Joe Namath could back when he played. But it's also, to me, different than hip-hop. I feel like hip-hop has changed completely from what it was back when Most Def was hot. So that's why I said the, the hate coming from Most Definitely feels about what you're talking about, about how hip-hop changed and he couldn't keep up. I'll give you that. Drake was able to keep up with whatever with whatever's new. But I think the conversation now needs to be about what is hip-hop anyway for us to argue about who's hip-hop? Because we'll start talking hip-hop and then Drake fans will turn it into a numbers game or turn it into a he's a better artist game. Then when we dumb it down back to just hip-hop, even that don't seem to hold weight. So that's why it's like, yo, where is the respect for hip-hop? We wouldn't come out and say that LeBron shoot better than Kobe. He don't. You know what I'm saying? But that's the respect for, like, shooting. We wouldn't say LeBron was a killer like Kobe, but that's the respect for the game and what it is. But it seems like these days, because LeBron, LeBron, had, like because LeBron has all these numbers, people will say, well, LeBron is a killer. But we're not seeing it. We, you're just saying that. I don't know. It's a good combo. You, I don't want to say like it too long, fan. though. Terrell, no. It's, what I, okay, what it's, it's basketball. We know, like, LeBron don't have that killer what instinct chance? like Kobe. We, everybody knows that. That's no, that's no secret. You seen him passing the rock here? That's here not true. Oh, a cross-court rock to Vanderbilt. Come on. Kobe's not doing that. Chance, that's because he got that killer in him. Braun is a team player. It's okay. He has well, that dog in him. That's a different conversation. And I'm just going to tell you that you sound like the Kobe fans. <laughs> I used to work with this dude that was a Kobe fan, bro. He used to say the exact same thing. He had a Kobe keychain, a Kobe, a fucking 24. And this was before Kobe passed away. I, when Kobe passed away, I was literally concerned about that man. But You know what's fucked I up about like, that, Terrell? That's fucked up because what? that's exactly how y'all doing the most death crew. Because the Kobe, you're saying, oh, you're just a Kobe fan. But nah, that's a basketball thing. You cannot be a Kobe fan and know that Terrence. Kobe is a is a, is a, you're is a saying sniper Kobe and was Bron a killer, but LeBron wasn't. LeBron's not a killer. You're no. saying Bron's not a killer. Kobe was. Kobe LeBron, was a killer. I, just like most okay. Def is a real MC and Drake is a, a new age And Drake is big a real rapper. MC. Terrence, we got... Drake is a great rapper, like, but real MC? Can we have any respect Terrence, for hip-hop? Is Drake not one of the best rappers of all time? Rappers of all time, the, no. Artists of all time, yes. Terrell, you were just Terrence, sitting there. Y'all go look at Terrell's reaction for 
for all the dogs deluxe. You was not feeling that rabbity rap. Drake said, hold back, y'all want rabbity rap? Here go all rap tracks. And it did not Jesse do well. Y'all have to admit about? that. Y'all are not listening to those songs. The way that y'all talk about most, who the Jesse. fuck wants to listen to this? You're not going and listening to that uh, 50 Clips, Empty Clips, John oh, Wick. Y'all not about, listening to that joint. You're not talking about the skill. You talk, now you're talking about what we listen to. You talk hip-hop. You're not talking about That's raw hip -hop. skill. That's not hip-hop? Oh That's when Drizzy God. did hip-hop. And y'all are saying that most death style is whack, yes. but when Drake did the hippity-hop, hippity-hop, y'all are saying nobody really wants to talk about real hip-hop. Go ahead, Terrell. Terrence, let's talk about, let's talk about, okay, let me tell you. And I'm going to let like, you finish Drake it. You're going like, to finish it, Terrell, because we ain't going to stay on this. Then we, the whole damn podcast will be there. You're going to finish it here. Go ahead. This is what I'll say. Like, y'all ignore shit like Lord knows, Underground Kings from 2011. We got fucking um, Furthest Thing, Tuscan Leather. Like, we got all of these rap tracks from Drake, all of the timestamp Drake songs. We literally started it. We ended the year, or not ended the year, but a big highlight of the past three months was Drake putting out 8 a.m. in Charlotte. Well, and, my people talking about how, and people talking about how I don't know why y'all keep trying to make it seem like the nigga is not one of the best at this rap shit. He can do the poppy shit, but the nigga is one of the best at rap shit. I'm going to make a video about Drake's survival, which is the intro to um, Scorpion. To me, this most deaf shit is proof that survival might be one of the best intros he ever had because of the subject matter. The nigga was talking about this. All of this disorder, no address, and the crown is broken in pieces, but it's more my possession. I'm better than you niggas. You're yeah. not, you can't just say that you can't Terrence. deem yourself better because you're Terrence, the nigga who's willing to do other shit and can do Terrence, other shit. Listen to what the nigga You're saying. like Steve Harvey the saying... That he's a better comedian than Cat Williams because, or not even Steve Harvey. This is like Kevin Cat Hart. Williams. This is like Kevin Hart saying you're a better comedian than Cat Williams, and you're trying to talk about how much money you made on movies. But we talking Nobody's about talking about money. Stand up comedy, Terrell. Y'all give Drake a lot of credit. Ten. Okay, look, I don't think Survival and 6 p.m. in New York and all the timestamp uh, time Drake records. I don't think that that makes him better than most death as an MC. The Terrence, nigga can get in a good bag. These were sending but me I don't most think, tracks. Terrell, but he niggas got... Niggas was sending... Go ahead. Go ahead. Most death don't have the corny lines and the, 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 the shaky shit that even you yourself don't like about Drake as an MC. You can't say it about most death. No, you can't say most yeah, Def has a passion fruit. You can't say most Def has what, uh, whatever. But I feel like most Def is a potent ass MC. Everything that that man has spit, normally it be fire, bro. It no, and normally ain't no. You know what I'm saying? No, we cannot sit here and name most Def tracks like we can Drake. But we all respect most Def as an MC. That's real hip hop, Drake. You yourself Joe, know that's not real hip hop, but he does have time where he Joe does. Namath versus it's Joe Namath versus Patrick Mahomes. When I listen to Diplomatic Community, or when I just re-listen to Emotionless, when I listen to fucking 
even an alien in Charlotte, when you go listen to a song like Survival, when you go listen to some of these records, go listen to Champagne Poetry. This nigga, the way the the le- the different levels that he reached in terms of what shit mean, it's so much shit that's not surface level. And that's the era that Drake comes from. It's just a different era of rap. Like most deaths was he's great, like he's an icon, but that's like us sitting here saying KRS one is better than Jay. Like, no, it's a level difference. That doesn't take away from the greatness that KRS is. And old niggas will tell you KRS was better, but we know it's a skill level difference. And we're not talking pop. We're talking about the nigga rapping. We're talking about, oh shit, he said this, but it means two different things, two, three different things. Most definitely had some flips. He had a couple entendres, but he didn't come up in that era. He came up in the era where we rapping and we talking and we... It's just a different level. And he was doing Drake covers on his, at his concert. So he's just an old hating nigga. And I'm standing on that. And you know what? I'm going to let Terrell stand on it, y'all. I think he makes some good points. I think he makes a good case for Drake. Me personally, I just think most Def is a more decorated, not decorated, but I think he's just a more talented MC when it comes to hip hop. I'm sorry. I just felt like he's an old school guy. Yeah. But he's the old school guy that can show you some. Like, not the person for, not the person that you would disrespect him when it comes to this craft. I will say this. Most deaf, you get what you ask for. You put your hand out there and just disrespect somebody like Drake. I mean, if it was ye, if it was a newer artist, destroyed, lonely, somebody that you could just tell he's completely out of touch with, or just for the kids, that'd be one thing. But I will agree with you, Terrell. Drake has enough skin in the game and he's put in enough work and he's been relevant around the game for long enough for older rappers to show him a little bit more respect. Like, come on, most. When I saw that, I'm like, damn, now niggas gonna start hating on most death. And I get it. We are seeing a whole lot of the old man, you know, the old man, old man rapper. He just mad. He, you know, I get it. Yeah. hundred percent. And I'll say this, uh, What's the name said that if Drake was from Bron- if Drake was from the Bronx, this would he would be the greatest ever. That's a fact. If Drake was from if Drake was from Brooklyn, New York, he would be the greatest and had the same catalog, he'd be the greatest ever. Since he's a light skinned, half white, half Jewish dude from Can- from Canada, it don't matter that he's been on top of this game for longer than all of the hip hop greats. Jay Wayne, he has a longer run than everybody. Yeah. We're gonna still say he not. We're gonna say that dude isn't hip hop. I don't know. It's just it's a we could talk about that all day though. Like that's a that's a long conversation. But I just feel like that's it's disrespect at it, the end of the day. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to go that long. Drake, most deaf. Everybody leave your comments and let us know what y'all think. I mean, hey, look, mm, it's a tough situation when you're talking hip hop versus success. And I think that's a lot of what that is. Like, if it was just a sport right. of hip hop most holds a little bit more weight. When you're talking success, of course, Drake is a giant. So his fans are going to come through and talk about that. I mean, hey, trophies, right? Trophies speak louder than effort. I'm telling you. Um, But just moving it a little bit forward, like I said, y'all, it's not going to be a super long podcast. We just stay forever on the most deaf situation. Uh, One thing that I do want to talk about that's random, Terrell. I know you're going to think this is random. Uh, 
When a guy says, I'm trying to get like you, you say, what's up, bro? Uh, how you doing? Hey, hey, yo, what you been up to, bro? It's good to see you. Bro says, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to get like you. Terrell, you tell me if you, if you agree with this or not. You can't say, I'm trying to get like you to somebody that you are not aware of, that you don't know like that. If I don't know you like that and you see me out and about and you say, oh, what's up? And then you say, oh, I'm trying to get like you. You don't even know what you're trying to get like. You ever talk to a nigga, Terrell? And you ain't seen this nigga in five, six years, five years, five months even. And bruh says, I'm trying to get like y'all. I'm trying to get like you. Yeah, but what are we talking about? Are you talking about the image that you see on IG? Are you talking about, you know, we, we create media, so I ain't going to be whatever. But this goes for all of my people listening to this because everybody doesn't create content to be trying to get like. Terrell, you let me know how you feel. I personally feel like when you say, I'm trying to get like you, it's a lazy response. What do you think, Terrell? It's, I think if you, it all depends because what if you just a clean nigga? What if they see you and you clean, you know? What if they see you and, you know, you your car, you just let the car wash, you got on, you know, a fit. You're right. You, you see a nigga, he may not even know you. And he say, I'm trying to get like you. Then I feel like that's all right. Let me clean it now, up. Now, if a nigga pause, okay. I do feel like if the nigga is referring to something you are doing, wearing, or being in the moment, then it does fly. Y'all know what I'm talking about, Trey. You see, you see, bruh. You know how you black people we can't hide our excitement. If we see somebody dressed for, it could be a funeral, it could be a prom, whatever. He stopped for gas. You're right. We're going to say, damn, bro, you looking clean. I'm trying to get like you. But did you hear that? Look at you out here clean, bro. I'm trying to get like you. If you ever hear me say that, I'm trying to get like you, I'm normally referring to some shit you do. Let's say I see you and you just sign a big podcast deal or whatever. I'm the type of dude that might say, yo, what's up, bro? I seen y'all just sign that podcast, man. I'm trying to get like y'all. I'm letting you know that I'm trying to get like what you actually do. Let's just so what element of it do you not like? Because that's all that's all I can think about when I think get like you is those elements. Let me say this. I feel like there's a certain weakness to saying you trying to get like another nigga. Because let's keep it a stack, Terrell. Are you really trying to get like that nigga? No. You're being a nice ass nigga. Most of you niggas say this shit and you have no idea what bruh has going on. This is my thing. And this is just whatever. Y'all can say whatever y'all want. Y'all don't have to listen to me. Trust me. Y'all know I just be on some shit. But me personally, I just started feeling like if I tell you, you know, uh, I'm trying to get like you. This is a black proverb. This is a black proverb. This is like in the history books of, of, the, of the shit that we say. I just feel like me, I'd rather hear it than say it. How you feel about that, Terrell? I'd rather hear you, I'm trying to get like you, than me say that. I feel like, you know. Maybe that's the a Kanye side of me. I would say something because I really see. Oh wait, 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 my bad. I mean, it went I out a little bit. Say it again. Start right here. I would say it's my bad. I would say it's a it's a probably a little bit of a Kanye side of you because I don't see an issue when somebody says that because I've really heard it in context. I do understand. 
when they say they're trying to get like you, they really don't mean it. And they just trying to separate you and them. Because you know a lot of people appreciate struggle. Yeah. Hey, oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. You just be sounding like appreciate... R2D2 sometimes, but you good. I know, I know, I know, my bad. I would say this. A lot of people appreciate struggle. And a lot of people think if they struggling more than you, then that gives them a little bit more respect. So you could be a nigga that comes back to a certain neighborhood or you coming back to a place you used to be. And they say, yeah, we, you know, we still out here grinding. We trying to get like y'all trying to make it seem like y'all don't have to do much no more. And we still gotta, that's the only, that's true. That's another ugly side of it. That's the, that's the only context I can see where I'm like, all right, like, that's that's hate. It could be hate. So I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, for me, and I it's wouldn't chill, even say but that I can understand. I wouldn't even say that it's hate. All always, you definitely just point out a good example of the hate. And I wasn't hating. I'm not hating on the the, the term y'all saying that it's hate. I'm just saying, hmm. It just made me think about it the other day. I'm like, when you tell somebody I'm trying to get like you, and you don't even really know them. You need to know how you look. That was my overarching point. If you don't really know this person and you tell them you're trying to get like them, it say a lot about you. What are you? You don't even know. Man, I think that's love, though. I be thinking it's love. It is love. Most of the time, it do be love. Most of the time, it's love. I feel like you had a situation where you experienced some hate, and now you're trying to re... re, No, I uh, didn't experience any hate. Define the whole... Because that saying is something that we say out of love. That is a black love language thing, and I'm not gonna let you redefine it. As I'm hate. not redefining it, y'all. I'm not saying it's hate. I'm not even saying that you shouldn't say it. I just personally feel like me being out here saying, "Oh, I'm trying to get like you. I'm trying to get like you. I'm trying to get like you." It's like, damn, I need people to be trying to get like me. And low key, I'm gonna keep it a stack with y'all. I've never told a nigga that I'm trying to get like you, and I was dead ass. Never. Not. That says more about you than it does the saying. Because you truly, you really trying to get like yourself. Is that saying too much? If you could really trade places with a nigga, you would. Unless he's, unless you want some Sometimes. desperate trying to get some money shit, then yeah, I get it. Or trying to get a job okay. type shit, I get it. I'm not shitting on the whole thing as a as a whole. I'm really, and that's where it, that's where it goes sometimes. Terrell, I'm not shitting on a proverb. My black men out there, I'm not going to frown on y'all. Proverbs, sorry. Uh, my black men out there, I'm not shitting on y'all saying that. All I'm saying is, hmm, certain terms get thrown around just because. I think it is weird for you to tell a nigga that you don't know what he has going on, that you trying to get like him. Let's say you said, even if you... Well, you, anyway. You sound like the nigga that's saying... And for somebody say, yo, I appreciate you. Do they really appreciate you? It's I like, don't think so. Because I don't have to. That's not in my vocabulary to say I'm trying to get like you. I got to be real specific. I just, I feel like I didn't experience hate. I just felt like somebody told me that and they don't know what the fuck I have going on. I just felt like, hmm, you're trying to get like me? Why are you? Think? Or, bro, you know how you beat people? I see, I'm keep, I've been keeping up with y'all. I see what y'all do. Nigga, you don't. And maybe y'all Man, don't. you live your life on the internet. Yes, they do. Terrell, but I'm talking about the people that even don't on the internet. It'll be, nigga that's like, it'll be a nigga that hits you, Terrell, and be like, I see what y'all doing. Y'all still doing whatever. I think I just seen y'all 
and you like, bruh, you really don't know what I have going on. You just seen me on the internet before, you know? And I'm not going to take yet. because I seen you in a funny reel or some shit. Oh, I'm trying to get like you. I don't even really know you. I'm just being devil's advocate, okay. Potting, as I usual. Yeah. As usual. As usual. Now, the Emmy Awards was yesterday. Terrell, you know I'm not going to stand on a soapbox with this. But the Emmy Awards. Yes, was you are. No, I ain't. Emmy Awards was yesterday. We also had the Critics' Choice Awards that came on this past week. Um, Hollywood is at its, you know, it's the party time with Hollywood. I love this time. Award season. Uh, everybody's looking nice. Did you see, uh, what's his name, Terrell? He had on that nice-ass suit. Me and A-Train was talking about, bro. Is it Domingo? The, the, the brother. Coleman Domingo? Coleman Domingo, man, with that yellow suit. He looks sweet as fuck, bro. He just looked clean as fuck. Anyway. Damn, I didn't even see his suit. We're not going to go over the winners and stuff like that as far as the Emmys. A lot of great people took some awards home, though. Uh, King to Brunson took awards home. Who's else, Terrell? Did you see any of the Emmy winners? Oh, Succession. Succession sweeped up. Um, of course, a big shout out to uh, the cast and crew and writers team of The Bear. They sweeped um, as well for the uh, the comedy uh, category. Io, Edaberry uh-huh. won. Um, Evan, I forget Evan's last name won. And of course, the, my main guy. Uh, I always forget my main guy's name. Damn. From The Bear, but he won as well. Um, they all won. The, uh, the writer... The writing team won that. And I tweeted last night. If you have not seen that show, like it is so worth it. Like let the, let the Emmy win and the golden globe wins tell the real story. It is worth it. It is. Um, so they, they, they sweep, they cleaned up. Niecy Nash won for, um, I was going to say that the Niecy Nash won for best supporting actress in a limited series for the Jeffrey Dahmer joint. And the main reason why we bringing this up, y'all, y'all don't need us to recap the Emmy Awards, really. I mean, beef swept as far as limited series. You had Ali Wong and Stephen Ewan winning in both lead categories and that. Mm-hmm. Uh, even They even won for writing in a, in a limited series. So, shout out to beef. Outside of that, first and foremost, let me just say, uh, shout out to all the Emmy winners. But the main reason why we want, why I wanted to bring this up is because once Niecy Nash won her award, this is something I've talked about on the podcast for a minute. Niecy Nash won her award, and it was her speech that really got me wanting to talk about this on the podcast. Terrell, believe it or not, I'm going to play it because I got it right, y'all. I think y'all are okay. here. I want to thank, I want to thank, I, I want to thank me for believing in me I love the first part of her speech. I accept this award yeah. on behalf Hold of every her. black and brown woman who has gone unheard yet over policed, like Glenda Cleveland, like Sandra Bland, like Breonna Taylor. As an artist, my job is to speak true to power. And baby, I'm gonna do it to the day I die. Mama, I won! (laughs) 
I'm gonna you know, keep it a hundred, y'all. A lot of people want to know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Ah, I've talked about this forever, Terrell. I don't know if you even heard the speech. Have did you hear it when it was just playing? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I've not heard it before. Oh, you can hear it. That's dope. I got the setup, my man over in Dr. No, nah, hey. yeah, I, 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 I tried to tell you. <laughs> Give us some Dr. Flavor real quick before we get into this. Get, tell us something. Do something. What about the speech? No, I was saying give us some DR flavor. You can't say nothing. Say what? What y'all getting ready to eat? You want me to say something? To say what y'all about to go eat. We getting ready to go to uh, this spot that's supposed to have a pool. I want to, you know, put crew in the pool again. What's the name? But of I don't know. I might. I don't know what. What's the name of what y'all ate yesterday? It's a place called. We went to La Casona yesterday. Went to La Casona, bro. We went. We are in Barney, bro. We are in. Uh, we are in the north. We we're in. The Cibao, like it's, it's very. We're not in Santiago, or we're not in like Avidad. We're not in these places that are like the super. Everybody goes there, like Santo Domingo. But yeah. we're in Bani. We went to this place called La Casona. We love La Casona. So why are you making me do this? Because I wanted to get him some <laughs> DI flavor. But all right, look, because I because I do. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, take your time. Uh, well, let me say this about the Nisi Nash thing before you stop. Because I know you got a bunch to say. I will say, let me say this, and I'm not I'm not going to touch on the things you're going to touch on. I will say. If you're just going to show flowers, I was going to get flowers too, but go ahead. Because I don't want to say you're going to no, say no. that positive shit and make it just like I was going to be negative. Because I won't, but go ahead. You go first. No, you know what, Terrence? You go first. Because this is your thing, and I don't want to step. I will respond to you. You go first. Because I know you have stuff to say about this. You made the tweet and it just didn't say shit. I said, I you made people tweet. like, what? what's wrong with it? I tweeted. The, I, you, know, I, you made it. Yeah, I quoted this. And I said, uh, I swear I hope we change one day. And I really do, y'all. I really do. I feel like one of the most primary things that stood out with this, and before I even get there, let me say this. Niecy Nash's performance in the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, joint, I actually haven't seen the whole thing. But one thing I do know is the pieces that i seen, she killed it. So I'm not in any way saying she didn't did. deserve this award or this time to give this speech. I love the beginning of her speech. I love her saying, I'm going to give a shout out to me, you know, for the ones that counted me out, you know, gone with your bad self. I'm not mad at that at all. I don't like the second part of her speech. It's just to me, I'll give you this. The biggest issue that I had with her speech was what she said at the very end. She said, as an artist, it's my job to speak truth to power. And I'm going to do that until the day I die. I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. Terrell, you can tell me you disagree. As an artist, it is not your job to speak truth to power. And that is, the, and that is a black community thing. You know what I'm saying? Just because you won an award... It does not mean you have to get on stage and speak truth to power. You are an artist. Your job is to be a fucking artist. I'm sorry. Terrence, that sounds when like you, shut up and dribble. It don't. It don't. Because you got to understand you're speaking truth to power in this field. Like, you on stage and accepting your award, and you got to talk about Sandra Bland and Breonna Taylor. Do... This is no disrespect to this movement, but the movement is huge on that. Bro, we trying to get our reputation with the film community in the film community. We're trying to this is how this is how I feel. 
I'll just leave it at this. When you get on stage, you should act like you're supposed to be there. And too many times in our community do we get on stage and we look privileged to get up, get up there. Niecy Nash says she's doing this for all the black women that came before her. Do you know how many black women have won an Oscar by now? You are not the first. We do not have to always get on stage and act like you are the first black to win anything. You're not the first, second, 10th, 20th, 50th. Just get up there, and this is what I'll say, Terrell. Instead of you getting up there feeling like you need to speak truth to power, because let's keep it 100. You're saying it to a bunch of motherfuckers in the audience who don't give a fuck, and they're going to sit there and hee-hee-ha-ha ha, laugh or whatever. My, in my opinion, I'd rather you get up there and talk about what you had to go through to get this role, what you had to go through during this role. Thank your agents. Thank the people that's helped you with this performance. Thank the creators and get off stage. When Denzel Washington won his won uh his first Oscar, what did he do? And both his Oscars, believe it or not. When he won his first Oscar, he gave tribute to Sidney Poitier, an artist that yep. came before him. He didn't get up there and talk about how worse the world was, because it was way worse back then. We used to give a fuck about looking like an actual artist. We used to give a fuck about actually being an actress, but it seems like everybody wants to be a politician. Terrell, I'm going to say this last point and let you go. The girl that won for The Bear, they asked her, they said, yo, amongst, uh, amidst all of these awards you're winning, how are you able to stay grounded? Like, what keeps you grounded? You winning all of these awards, right? You know what she said? I'm still renting, so... It's like, okay, bet. You had the opportunity to shine light on yourself as an artist. Instead, you say, well, I'm still renting, so, okay, so this is about money. Okay, so everything you're doing is about money. Okay, so what are we talking to you for? You know what I'm saying? Nice. Niecy Nash, mm. you get on stage after you win this award, and you get up there and you say, you thank your, you thank your agents, you thank the people that helped you, you talk about the role, you get off stage. That speaks more truth to power then you getting up there and talking about Sandra Bland and Breonna Taylor. I'm sorry. We got Taraji P. Henson on stage crying. You feel me? Because we're not respected uh -huh. here. Y'all fight is this shit. Get on stage and act like you're supposed to be there. And then the next time we on stage, we're not thanking the women that came before us. We just supposed to be up there. You get up there and you, mama, I made it. Oh, my God. What a privilege. You're so lucky to be there. You wouldn't want to hear that, though. You would want to hear you earned this. Then why are you acting lucky? Acting privileged. We get up there and we tears, we shambles, we all of that. Y'all think that that is not a, a thing? Y'all don't think it's crazy that in 25 years from now, we still going to be getting up there saying, oh, my God, this is for every black girl and black boy that came before me. How long before we're regular and normal? That's my, only, so that's my I, point. That's it. When I saw your tweet, I knew exactly how you felt. I knew exactly. Because I don't know. I know Terrence. And if those that listen to this podcast for real, with some people that was like, I was waiting for you to say this. It's people that also know how Terrence looks at 
black artistry and how Terrence don't like when we sing a victim song. He doesn't like when we go, when we get on that stage and we do that. We watched the girl from Killers of the Flower Moon, who literally has an she's the first of her whole entire culture to win that award, the Golden Globe. She'll probably win the Oscar, but. She got up there and thanked Martin Scorsese, Scorsese for shining light on their culture and what they went through type shit. But she stood grounded and she didn't stand up there and look small. I'll say that. Ali Wong, Stephen Ewan, like, there's not a lot of Asians that have won the awards that they've won. They're not getting up there and saying, yo, to the Asian community... We made it. We did this. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're the first to do it, that that stance is acceptable. But it is a little tiring that when black folks, when we win, we don't get up there and, you know, accept the award based on and be confident about the fact we win. We make it seem like we hit the motherfucking lottery. We go up there like we got the lottery ticket and they're saying, what are you going to do with the money? And we're like, oh, my God. I mean, uh, thank you. You know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? And we feel like we got to, and I'm not going to say it's just us because other people get up there and they're like surprised that they won. But with us and what Terrence kind of alludes to is not everything has to be, uh, 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 I was counted out story because even though we all as black people understand the truth in it, it, it puts us a step back. It makes it seem like, oh, she won this year because, you know, oh, cool for them, but they just not used to this winning thing. That's they it. will start looking. People look at us like, oh, so you see, they're not used to winning. So she got up there and she has to make the Sandra Bland case and the Breonna Taylor case. Right. You know, because, you know, since black women are counted out everywhere, oh, they normally count their ass out here too. So I guess she's just lucky to win this year. That's how they look at it. Yeah. So, what Terrence is speaking to is the opposition, which is we got to get up there and be like, yo, I'm here because I did the best job this year. She did the best job this year. You know what I'm saying? Like Devon, shout out to Devon. Devon, she smoked this year. And basically on some we here to stay type shit. We don't do that no more. Like Denzel, like you said, Denzel was the second black man to win the Oscar in history. Mm-hmm. The second. He didn't get up there and say, you know what? This is for Rod. This is for this person, Rodney King. It's for Rodney this for King. This for Martin Luther King. He got up there because I belong here. Denzel will tell you the exact same thing. I belong here. I was the best. I won. And, or you and just get up there and act and and have class and act like you're supposed so to be up yes. there. This is a. This is a. This and, is a, a a a market we're trying to break into. Not have accept us. We have to get away from this, y'all need to love us market. Nah, fuck that. Let's put ourselves on a pedestal. If we better, let's be better. Like, you up that joint talking about Sandra Bland and Breonna Taylor. Can you imagine if last year when uh, Michelle Yeo won for Everything Everywhere All at Once, she gets up there and she's just naming... uh cases from like you know what i'm saying like y'all don't realize that we have now all all of our artists have become baby politicians it's more 
it's more honorable now for yeah. you to speak out like Taraji did and cry on stage than for you to kill a role. Your community sees you as more of an asset, as more of a icon, not for you killing a role, but for you doing some political shit or standing on business outside of your craft. You feel me? Like Will Smith, mm -hmm. one of the best actors of all time. I just said it. Will Smith, all right, I'll say this. One of the best black actors of all time. But you got a lot of people who look at him because he's small because they only focus on everything outside of the screen. Taraji P. Henson is crying and we sitting here talking about shit. But yo, it's like the change don't come from us making an outroar. Uh, Niecy Nash, you just won an Emmy Award. Did you see what Taraji was just crying over? She has an Oscar and an Emmy. So what did you really win? Is it worth standing up there, standing like the, uh, like you're so thankful for something that you know y'all aren't being appreciated for? You think this going to get it? No. Y'all have it backwards. You get your appreciation by standing up there and acting like you're supposed to be there. Otherwise, it looked like you just hit the moon with one. And we not. I honestly would have appreciated it. I would have appreciated it more if Nisi would have got up there and spoke to Taraji's issue because now that she's an Emmy Award winner like Taraji, she could speak to that, that, that pay gap, that wage opportunity to advance black women in the art as opposed to trying to take the, the route that she took. I, and I will say this, like, I'm not going to make it seem like we shouldn't be a little political as black folks because That's we true. have to be, and we got to use our voices as bigger as big as we get. So I'm not all the way upset with the uh, with the what she said about how. And let me say this real quick, you know, Terrell. Speaking, speaking truth to power. Speaking truth mm -hmm. to power is definitely definitely necessary, and I'm not saying it's not. And as an artist, you can 100% speak truth to power. It's just that it's not on that stage where you should be doing it. You're going to do four or five different uh, interviews after becoming an Emmy winner. They're going to ask you how you feel about your win. And to me, on them small carpet interviews, if you want to talk about, you know, if you want to use your Emmy win to, you know what I'm saying, big up your brothers and sisters, there's a time and a place to do that. When you, do, when you have those intimate mm -hmm. convos, I feel like that's when we can really talk about our plight and what we want to do. This is the best example that I was giving A-Train. If I came to you and said that you was killing it at your job, if we was at your job and we said that you was doing well or you finally won an award and you get up there and you just shit on your job or you just say, you know what, fuck this, I'm here to, you know, it's like, damn, you know what? This isn't, have, what you're saying has nothing to do with the award you're winning. Therefore, why should we give it to you? You know, anybody ever thought about that? Mm -hmm. Like, are we winning awards because we want to be great actresses and actors and be great in this craft? Or do we really just want notoriety, fame, eyes? No, nah, it really comes down to what y'all really want. And what they really want is that equal pay, is that the they want to, you know, close their wage gap. And I feel like they think by doing that, changes it but in reality we haven't seen change from that format because for everybody that'll say oh no she needs to do that this is how we evoke change we haven't seen a change that way 
what we have seen is the art be elevated and people get more respect by way of how Denzel wins, by way of how um, when Viola go up there and like Viola has did the interviews like what's her name has done. Like uh, I think everybody needs to go back and watch Monique win that Oscar for Precious. Yeah. When I tell you she stood on that stage, it looked like she was supposed to be there even when she won. She took like a little small deep inhale, went up there, had a speech ready. I like the way Divine won the uh, Golden Globe the other night as well. I mean, it's, I it's, just, a, it's, I mean, it's a way it's you really can get up there and be prideful without, you know, looking whatever. I feel like yeah. I don't and know. And I'll say this. Go ahead. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a terrible thing, right? I don't think when Nisi Nash was, ter- did was, was what I would call bad or anything like that. But knowing Terrence and how passionate he is about us, even though it can sometimes come off like he picks on black folks in, in, in entertainment, it's all to get us to a different place. And it's a point of view that a lot of people, it can fly over your head and you'll just be stuck in the anger of the reality of black folks and how we live, that you'll miss the point. And that's what I don't want people to do. Don't miss the, the overarching message because you're so stuck on the emotional toll that being black in America takes that when somebody mentions Breonna Taylor or Sandra Bland, which is, of course, heavy on everybody's heart, you miss uh, the point about the advancement of us in the art and how that's not going to help us. It actually goes against. One so, thousand percent. That's what I got on that. And you just wrapped it up perfectly. That is, that's it. That's my, my piece on that. I'm all about the art. Y'all can make it seem like these two things coincide, but y'all will realize they don't. Why you think Taraji is standing on stage crying, getting on stage and saying, oh my God, this is for all the black women before me and after me. Taraji is crying on stage. So obviously, you know what I'm saying? The fight ain't on Uh when we win. They're not going to see you crying on stage and say, oh, let's give more black women jobs. They're not going to do that. So let's stop acting like crying and being emotional on stage. That's going to get us where we need to be. No. Like Terrell said, if we're going to be serious about the art, let's be serious here. And we can be politicians everywhere else. Everybody got a podcast. Everybody can talk. When we get on that stage, let's act like we're supposed to be there. That's my only... Let's act like we're supposed to be there. That's my only point. All right, Terrell, I know you got to go, bro. Uh, like I said, y'all, it's a I short, did wanna... short podcast this week. Oh, go wait, ahead. Let's... Let's definitely hit playoffs real quick. For sure, for um, sure. I got about seven minutes I can give y'all, and I'll say this. Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Terrell. This is what I'll say. I was right all year. When y'all was 8-0, and oh, and I said, I don't think y'all wanted to be. Before the season started, I said, I didn't think y'all was going back to the Super Bowl. I said, they don't have the same team. I think a lot of teams are going to figure them out. And I don't think they go back to the Super Bowl. I was called a hater. This was before the season even fucking started, when y'all were still on y'all Super Bowl run glory. I said it. I said Jalen Hurts was a game manager. He's not special. The Dan Orlovskis and the fucking, all of these people from uh, all of these shows were saying shit like, Jalen Hurts is a top three quarterback. But y'all said, and what pissed me off the most, y'all said he was better than Lamar Jackson. He's better than Josh Allen. He's a fucking game manager. And we got to see that. 
in the last seven games that they played. You go ten and one, you lose fucking the last five five out of your last six games. You go from the number one oh. seed in the NFC East. What about you, hear me? Yeah, I got you. Y'all go from the number one seed in the NFC East to the fucking wild card game against the nine and eight worst division in the league. So they won their division, so they get to go to the playoffs. Nine and eight Buccaneers, and you get your ass whooped by Baker Mayfield. Now I don't give a fuck if you don't have AJ Brown. Y'all collapse. I called it, and niggas called me a hater all year, and I ended up being right. So I want respect from everybody that said, "Oh, you just hate on the Eagles, or you just don't like this." It's not that I don't like Jalen Hurts. Love that. I love him as a a, a brother, as a man. But y'all overrated him, and I was the only one to say, "Ah, maybe we should not do that." And I was called a hater for it. That's all I gotta say about the motherfucking Eagles. I do want to say something about the Cowboys. Hold up, Terrell. Because you like to get on a soapbox uh, and then switch topics. I personally, because fuck you, I'm an NFC East guy. Cowboys and Eagles, I don't want to hear shit from y'all fans. Because let me tell you, what's the difference between a command? Damn. What's the difference between a commander and an eagle? What's the difference between a commander and a cowboy? Nothing. Nothing. Terrence, that's not true. Two trash-ass teams. I don't care what y'all say. You put my commanders in there against the uh, the Packers. You put my commanders in there against Tampa Bay. I feel like we'd have looked like how y'all looked. I'm not saying we're going to get in there and beat their ass. But, I mean, both of y'all didn't even put up a fucking fight, and we have to sit back and be called trash all year while y'all get told Eagles, good at, Eagles the best team in the league. Jalen Hurts was third-rated this year or some shit. Cowboys and Super Bowl picks all fucking year. Cowboys won the division. For what? Oh, y'all fucking suck. I swear to God. When we're good, and this sounds like when you're a bad team, when we finally 10-1 and one and going crazy, I swear we not taking no sucker-ass losses like the Cowboys. Y'all don't want to hear shit from y'all for the rest of the y'all low-key. Until y'all win a playoff game again. Low-key, it's looking bad for y'all. Y'all had a stacked-ass team and lost. Eagles, too. Two stacked squads lost. I think the Eagles' collapse was something, but the Cowboys' collapse was probably the most detrimental to them because I think what people have been saying about the Cowboys is if not now, then when? Like, y'all had the best team that y'all had in a minute. Y'all had MVP-level Dak Prescott. Right. All year. And he was he was playing like an MVP. For y'all, and then y'all defense. Ama- y'all had an amazing defense. Micah Parsons in his third year. Fucking, I forget the dude's name, last name, start with an O. Demarcus Lawrence. Y'all got all these. De- uh, Deron Bland. Y'all, uh, Gilmore had a fucking, ended up being a fucking great-ass fucking asset. But y'all had a great-ass squad to the point where y'all won the fucking division. And then y'all go and do what everybody said you was going to do. I thought for sure they would beat, beat the Packers. We was out when the game started. And I said, yeah, you need to play the Packers. They should beat up on the Packers. I picked the Packers to win. For y'all to lose to the seventh seed, just made it Green Bay Packers. It just means that next year, it don't matter if they go 13-3. and three, I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. 14-3. and three, it don't matter if they go undefeated. People are not going to believe y'all can win a playoff. I just, that's why I feel like the Cowboys loss was one of the worst, bro. 
I agree. All right. Let's hey, hey, look. I gotta put respect on some teams as well. I about to say I wanna put respect on the Texans. Pick- for sure. Yes, I picked the Browns to win. I thought the Browns defense was going was gonna go crazy and the Texans definitely made me E words. I, I gotta put respect on the Texans. I gotta put respect on the Buccaneers. Uh, I ain't Terrence, the Buccaneers who else do you need to put respect on? I gotta put respect on uh, the Packers. I didn't think they Hold were going to Okay. Uh, they gotta put respect who else do you on. Put respect on. I don't think I picked the Bills. Terrence, you I need to put respect on somebody else. And the last but not least, I need to put respect on is the is the Lions. I feel like the Bye. Lions. I'll put respect on the Lions. I mean, y'all want a playoff game. I'll give it to y'all. And y'all about to win this next playoff game. Terrell, think about it. The Lions had to play who this past weekend? The Lions had the Lions had to play the, the Rams. Hot ass the, Rams. The hot, hot. Rams. Look, the hot Rams. You calling the Rams hot, but would you call the Packers hot? You see how you talking about the Packers, but he not talking about the Rams yes. the same way? The, pa- the, the Packers are hot, though. But you sitting the there Packers making it hot. seem like... You know, the Cowboys lost to a Packers team that just made it. The the Rams are the same. Just made it. And I feel like the Lions, you know, are up there with the Cowboys. They did what they had to do. They up there with the Cowboys. I'll say this. I just feel like Lions, low-key, if y'all going to win a Super Bowl, it's this year. You get the Packers. I mean, not the Packers. You get the Rams in your first week uh, uh, in the wild card. Now y'all got the Buccaneers. I feel like y'all about to dog the Buccaneers. They about to go to the fucking Super Bowl. I'll give it to them. I show them respect. But what have they, I been saying all year, Terrell? I feel like the Lions have had a relatively slim schedule. I feel like they about to skate their way to the playoffs. I mean, uh, to the Super Bowl. First of all, you're forgetting about the number one seed San Francisco 49ers that they would have to beat to get there. I think that the Green Bay Packers, this is just my random whatever, I think the Green Bay Packers could low-key shock the world and beat the 49ers. They could. They could. 17 to 14 shit. And the Buccaneers could shock and beat the Lions. The Lions are a beatable team. Just when they get going, they hard to beat. They are. Hey, but look, you ain't got that much time, bro. Go ahead and say what you about to say, and then we'll get to the picks. No, that's what I was going to say. Let's go ahead and do picks for the divisional round. All right, y'all, we only got four games. The first game is going to start on Saturday to January 20th. I love weekend football. I love Saturday games and then Sunday games. And then yes. we even got a treat with MLK. Yes. You know? I fucking love uh-huh. this shit. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start with the 4 o'clock game, 4.30. Look, and it come on 4.30, you get a whole day before. Uh, mm-hmm. 4.30, we got the Texans, and we got the Ravens. Where are you going? I'm going to go Baltimore Ravens, man. Baltimore is my pick. I have a Lamar agenda, number one. I want that MVP for Lamar. I want the Super Bowl ring and Super Bowl MVP for Lamar. I think the Texans, you had a good run, but you're getting ready to run into some real dogs. Number one defense in the league. Number one in all categories. First in NFL history to be number one in all defensive categories. Mm-hmm. You're not just going to be able to throw it up to Nico Collins for 60 yards. You won't. So, I'm picking the Ravens. I think I'm going to pick the Ravens, too. Uh, I, I like MVP Lamar. I think I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think they pull it out. They're going to be at home. I love what the Texans have done. I just love it. I would love to see the young boy win. It's just a testament to yeah getting a good quarterback and flipping your team. Because a lot of the Commanders fans think that we need to draft an offensive tackle 
uh, with our first pick. And it's like, absolutely not, man. A quarterback is, to see these teams flip, even teams like the Texans, you see all these, I'm not even going to get into it. Obviously, the quarterback is the most important position in, on the field. So shout out to the Texans fans. Yeah. If y'all win, so much respect, but I got to pick the Ravens this time. All right, Terrell. All right, bet. 8-15 game, Packers and 49ers. I know who you picking. I'm taking the 49ers, man, but I'm taking the 49ers, but don't be surprised if the Packers go out there and shock the world. You know what? I'm going to pick the Green Bay Packers, Jordan Love them, to shock the world and expose. I think Brock Purdy doesn't have a perfect game, and he's – I think the Cam Newton curse – is coming for Brock Purdy next. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's going to go out there and the Green Bay Packers are going to steal this game. Watch it happen. I'm picking the Green Bay Packers. That's a good pick. And also, I feel like the Texans is a good pick too because like you said, the Ravens ain't played football in three weeks. These first round buys are not to be taken lightly because your team not playing, you know? And you know and you know, everybody want Lamar to lose so they can say, Lamar cannot win a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sunday, January 21st. That's my granny's birthday. Happy birthday, granny. Or oh, was it Hold on, T. You never made your pick. I you did. You never made your pick for the uh, Oh, I never picked. I'm picking the 49ers, y'all. No. I need Trent Trent. Okay. I need Trent Trent and uh, Chase Young to get that ring this year. <laughs> so the Commanders fans, we can just be <laughs> sick as fuck. It's like, nah, but I'm definitely going to pick the 49ers <laughs> over the Packers. I would love to see the Packers upset, though. I like to see the upsets. But, uh, right, Terrell, granny's birthday the 20th or the 21st? 21st, right? I got that 21st, right. boy. Yes, sir. My granny's birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. A legacy that's so beautiful to see. It looks like it's a 3 p.m. game. Wow, yeah. Mm-hmm. A 3 o'clock game. That's going to be the first game of that day. It's going to be the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. A great... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, 3 yes, o'clock game is the Buccaneers and the Lions. Who you picking, real? You going to go with the big show? Hey, hey, Lions don't lose that for a field. I'm picking the Lions. I don't really have much to say. I love it for Baker Mayfield. I just feel like I'm just happy for him, but with, I, I can't go against that Lions team at home. Yeah, with the energy that Detroit has going on, they just won a home game. You got another home game coming up. I just know y'all feeling good. It's probably starting to feel like that season, you know, for the, for the Lions. I can hate all I want. But y'all are winning games. Y'all got five losses in a regular season. And it's looking real good for them. I'm picking the Lions. Last game of the day, 6.30 p.m. What a great time. Uh, and a great rematch. This one's also going to be on Paramount Plus, uh, but CBS as well. The Kansas City Chiefs against the Buffalo Bills and a, a playoff rematch that I'm, I feel like I'm looking forward to this game more than anything. Both teams... Finished the season at 11 and 6. Both had rocky seasons. Terrell, who you picking? I'm actually going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs. As much as it's fuck the Chiefs, this is Pat Mahomes' home right here. Yeah. The playoffs. I really think the Bills can go out there and win this game. Honestly, I think they may win. I may be wrong on this pick. But if I'm being completely honest, I just don't see Pat Mahomes winning one and being done. Like, I feel like they're going to go out here and beat the Bills, and it's going to be Lamar versus Pat Mahomes for the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. I'm actually going to pick the Chiefs to win this game. 
That's crazy. I'm picking the Chiefs as well. I just feel like the the NFL script has always called for the Chiefs to go to the playoffs. Ever since Taylor Swift came into the picture, you see how they doing the swag surf? Shit is starting to look way more uh-huh. organized with this shit. Soon they going to be out there. They going to have all the, you know what I'm saying? I love it, though. I ain't going to say I don't shit. love it. <laughs> but I'm definitely going to go with the Chiefs because I think that it would be nice to see Chiefs in Lamar. I'm telling you, that's going to be a great script. It is. Damn, Buffalo Bills. Y'all always come so close. I know this game is probably huge for y'all. It would be nice to see y'all go to a championship, the, the Bills. But, it um, would. It would. It's a crazy thing, man. That's going to be it for episode 183. I'm sorry, 184. Terrell is all the way in the DR. You love to see it. My guy's living his great life. I'm going to let you go ahead and take us out, Terrell, from all the way live from Bani in DR. <laughs> hey, I just want to say that it's uh, a lot of music that came out. Damn. It's <laughs> a lot of music that came out this past week. We will be working. I am back literally tomorrow. Yes, and sir. so look forward to us still covering the 21 Savage. Uh, we still got to listen to the, uh, damn. A, a bunch a lot of, shit, of shit. But it's 2020, 2024, me 2020 more from us. Yes, sir. Stay tuned. Beautiful, Brody. Make sure you tell Gigi and the fan that I said that I appreciate them. I know you went way over time.